Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Lee Hardman, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. It's Friday the 9th of February 2024 and joining Lee to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Michael Owen, Head of Global Client Desk EMEA. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business on an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Good afternoon, Lee. Hi, Michael. So this week hasn't been particularly volatile. I quickly looked at the dollar index before and we're roughly unchanged on the week, but perhaps a little bit of volatility during the week. Do you mind just quickly recapping over what the main drivers of FX were this week for the listeners. Yeah, Michael, like you said, we saw at the end of, of last week, um, the dollar breaking to the upside after the um, blowout payrolls report um, for January, which has kind of reinforced uh, optimism in the market over the outlook for the US economy, which is is clearly outperforming all other major economies. So I think the theme of US exceptionalism is very much back in the market and that is contributing to uh further dollar strength at the start of this year but but like you said there, there hasn't been much further follow through in terms of upward momentum for the dollar this week a lack of maybe additional uh catalysts for the dollar um and really in terms of market moves this week it's been more about the other g10 currencies where we've seen bigger moves so the one currency which kind of stands out has been the best performing currency over the past week has been the New Zealand dollar. Um, and the main reason for that really has been the hawkish repricing that we've seen at the start of this month for RBNZ uh, monetary policy expectations. Uh, unlike most other G10 central banks, the New Zealand rate markets has started to become uh, more excited about the prospect that the RBNZ could diverge from other central banks like the RBA and the Fed and potentially uh, raise rates further at upcoming policy meetings. Uh, that's after we've had stronger uh, labour market data and also some underlying inflation measures as well in New Zealand since since the end of, of last year. So, yeah, there is obviously the increasing possibility that we could have one one final hike from the RBNZ and that's kind of opening up this small window of potential uh, outperformance for, for the New Zealand dollar. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, um, the, the, the kind of currencies which have really kind of underperformed this week have been the low-yielding G10 currencies, so the Swiss franc and the uh, Japanese yen. Um, obviously, the Swiss franc was one of the currencies that we are currently recommending, uh, a short, short recommendation uh, against the, uh, the dollar. And, and this week, we did see some tentative evidence there that the SNB may already be intervening to uh, lean against Swiss franc strength. Um, the FX reserve data showed a second consecutive month of, of increase in, in the value of their FX reserve holdings, suggesting that they could be active in the market selling Swiss franc. Uh, and then for the yen, obviously, as well, that that that, that continued to weaken with dollar yen moving back towards the, the 150 level again. And it does reflect like we've been highlighting a, a number of, of negative uh, factors for the yen at the start of this year. One obviously being the um, the repricing of, of Fed expectations where the market's becoming more confident over a softer landing for the US economy. And that could mean that the Fed 
cuts rates later and, and, and also more more shallow a more sh- shallow profile for, for rate cuts, which would be less negative for, for Dollyen going going forward. And then obviously Japan specific factors as well, where we do still think that the BOJ is very much on course to to raise rates. The, the communication even this week from Deputy Governor uh, Achida signal very clearly that they are preparing the ground for, for an, an end to, to negative rates, either at the March or, or April meeting. Uh, but for now, that's not really providing the catalyst for, for the yen to uh, to strengthen. And we've also seen evidence as well in recent days that we saw confirmation that there has been a pickup in demand for foreign equities by uh, Japanese households at the start of this year in January, where we saw record uh, demand from Japanese investment trusts. So that uh, that change in the uh, NISA savings regulations does appear to have triggered uh, pickup in, in demand for foreign securities at the start of this year, and that could be also contributing to, to yen weakness. Thanks very much, Lee, and certainly agree with you on US excellence. I know on the sales and trading desk, we're seeing the US markets head higher in equities and wondering what could possibly stop this. So with that as a kind of theme, what do you think are the key events to watch out for in the weeks ahead? Yeah, next week, Michael, I think it's very much going to be driven by data. There's kind of no major G10 central bank meetings next week. So the main kind of data releases is very are very much the, the latest inflation data from, from the US, where we get the, the CPI report uh, for January and also uh, the UK as well, where we get the, the CPI report for, for January. So those two reports are going to be very important in terms of determining um, expectations for Fed policy and Bank of England policy uh, going forward. As we've seen over the last kind of two to three months, the CPI data in the US has tended to uh, come in stronger than expectations. And when there has been a positive surprise, that has led initially to uh, a period of, of, of dollar strength. Uh, although, as we've kind of seen over that period, uh, it's then been kind of outweighed by the uh, impact of the PC deflator report. Uh, that's been more important in terms of determining uh, Fed policy. Um, and, and, and over the last couple of months, the, the PC deflator uh, has been better behaved than, than the CPI data. So that's obviously something to, to bear in mind as well, that even if we were to see again another upside surprise in the CPI data next week from the US, um, it, that could initially trigger another leg higher for the dollar. But for that to be sustained, it would also have to be uh, confirmed as well in, in the PCE, PCE deflator. Uh, and then in the UK, like I said, obviously we get the CPI report, uh, but also uh, it's a bumper week for, for data in the UK with the latest labour market report and also the GDP report for Q4. Um, like we've been saying, recent data from the UK has shown signs of, of, of picking up, um, which has made us more uh, positive towards sterling at the start of this year. Although we would still highlight in the week ahead that there is a risk still that the GDP data could show a, a mild uh, contraction in Q4, um, which would confirm a technical recession in, in the UK. So if that was to be to materialise, that, that could trigger a brief period of a sterling uh, weakness next week. But like I was saying, the leading indicators have improved in, in recent months and are giving us some uh, cause for optimism that we could be kind of past the worst point 
uh, for for the UK economy at the start of, of this year. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we've been kind of recommending uh, a long sterling position um, against a short euro uh, leg. Uh, and that partly reflects the fact as well that we, we still think that the Bank of England is, is likely to to lag ECB when when cutting rates. Um, if, if you look at the recent communication from the Bank of England, uh, while they have kind of moved to a more neutral stance, uh, they're not yet seriously kind of considering uh, cutting rates imminently. Um, so we're not expecting uh, the first cut from the Bank of England until, say, June of this year. And there is a risk potentially that could be uh, delayed to, to August. Um, obviously, if we were to see core and services inflation in the UK continue to, to come down more slowly than in Europe, and if the wage data as well was also to, to remain at uncomfortably high levels, then I think the Bank of England uh, is unlikely to be in a rush to, to cut rates this year. So we think on that basis, we could see some outperformance for the for the pound uh, continuing. Thank you very much, Lee, and wishing everyone a good week ahead. Thank you for listening to this MEFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.